And so I just want to um, talk to you a little bit this morning, uh, just for a few moments. Um, as I said, it's already been preached, really. Um, you'll be surprised. But I want to talk to you for a few moments from enlarge this place. Enlarge this place. Isaiah 54, now, I'm, I'm, I'm straying from my norm a little bit. I'm reading from the NIV, forgive me, but I've looked it up, and I know my wife is very surprised. Um, but uh, yeah, the Bible says in 54.1, sing, O barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor, because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Verse 2, enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not suffer shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood for your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit, a wife who married young only to be rejected, says your God, for a brief moment I abandon you, but with deep compassion I will bring you back. In a surge of anger I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. Verse 9, to me... This is like the days of Noah when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. Go down to verse 16. See, it is I who created the blacksmith, who fans the coals into flame and forges a weapon fit for its work. And it is I who have created the destroyer to wreak havoc. Verse 17, no weapon formed against you will prevail and you will refute every tongue that accuses you this is the heritage of the lord this is the heritage of the servants of the lord and this is their vindication from me says the lord now we've already heard the word this morning but god is looking for some people it's it's easy for us to sing and praise god when we come to church we come to church and the music is going or somebody gives a great testimony. We're all excited. Or when something great happens in our life, we got that promotion. We love to get good, give good testimonies about that. We got good grades on our test. We uh, graduated uh, with a degree, undergraduate degree, doctorate degree, whatever it might be. Uh, we got some good testimonies. You know, we had an accident, but uh, everything turned out all right uh, because the man said, look, don't worry about it. You don't have to pay any money. All those things happen. It's easy to praise God. And we love to praise the Lord as we should in all of those instances. But what about in a time of barrenness? What about when no one else is around and things are not going well? 
What about someone who's going through a divorce? What about someone who does have cancer or some disease that they were told is terminal? What about someone who's been rejected? What about someone who's been fired from your job in those moments? Come on, somebody. You know what God says your one job is? Your job is to sing. Your job is to sing. Sing, O barren woman, you who never bore a child. Burst into song and shout for joy in the time of barrenness. Now listen to me. I don't want uh, you to get the impression that I don't realize that that's a hard thing to do. Come on, it's hard uh, when you're going through some of those situations and you call people on the phone and they're not answering or they don't want to hear it because they got their own problems. Or no one's calling you. No one's coming to see about you. I haven't been to church in three weeks. Nobody called me. What's up with that? What's up with that? Come on. Or when you're going through those situations, I'm not going to tell you that it's not difficult. But God didn't say, listen, if it gets difficult, don't worry about it. He said, in the time of barrenness, I want you to sing. Your, your job is to praise God at all times. And the, God is looking for some people, come on, who are not only willing to praise him and sing in the time of prosperity, but to sing in the time of barrenness. You know how you become prosperous in a dry and thirsty land? You know how that you overcome when things are all against you? You begin to sing. You begin to praise God. You quote his word. You stick with what you know. Come on, somebody. Come on. You stick with what you know. And so we have to understand our, our issue is that we tend to see what's going on first. Let me see how the situation turns out. Then I'll decide and judge whether I'm okay with it or not. Then I'll decide and judge if I'm going to praise God and be happy and smile. Let me see how it turns out. I know you're saying uh, that you're going to do this and maybe the job might. Let me see if I really get the job first and then I'll give a testimony in church. Come on, somebody. I mean, that just makes sense to me. Why don't you see if you get the job, then come and give a testimony? Huh? Come on. Why don't you see what happens first and then come and give a testimony? But that's not what God wants you to do. God said, don't wait until the results happen. Come on. I want you to sing in the time of barrenness. When you can't see with the naked eye, come on, what's going to happen or what the result is, I want you to sing now. Because what we don't realize is that if we sing now, then that's what actually gets us the breakthrough. We're waiting for the breakthrough. We're waiting for the result, but we're not doing the thing to break the door down. Come on. You just stand there, door open. Wait for the door to open. No, you got to break the door down by praising God and singing in your time of barrenness. For some of us, we've been waiting for something to happen. We've been waiting on God to bless us. We've been waiting on our change to come. We've been waiting on the breakthrough. And God is saying, the breakthrough is already there because I'm in eternity. I've already seen it. I'm already over here. Come on, somebody. At this place, speaking to you from eternity. And you sitting there waiting on it to happen. And I'm telling you to break the door down and come on through. You need to begin to sing. Here's what I want to get to. Verse 2 puts it this way, enlarge the place of your tent. Two words for you, get ready. Get ready. 
Here's what, here's, here's what I want you to change, though. Here's, here's what some of you are praying. You're praying, Lord, enlarge my territory. I'm just going to, I'm going to pray the spirit of Jabez, the song of Jay. I'm going to sing the song, Lord, enlarge my territory. I'm, I, can I just tell you something this morning? It's not from me. It's from the Lord. It's time out for Jabez. I know it's in the scripture. I know it's in Chronicles, but we're not in Chronicles right now. God does not have you in a place of Chronicles. He's got you in a place of Isaiah 54 this morning. It's not time to sit there and say, Lord, enlarge my territory. You know what it's time to do? Enlarge your tent. You enlarge your tent. God is telling you now, make the ropes longer. Come on, take those stakes and put them out a little bit longer. Get ready. I know all the people ain't here, but I'm getting ready. Come on, we got to be ready. Why are you going to wait for everybody to come and then get ready? That doesn't make any sense. Come on. God said, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Come on. Enlarge your tent. Enlarge your territory. And you know where it is? We think it's physical. What do I need to do, Lord? Buy a new house? No, no. Here's where it starts. Here's where it starts right here in your mind. It's the battle of the mind. The devil wants you to think small. The devil wants you to think little. The devil wants you to think weight. The devil wants you to think doubt. But God is telling you faith. God is telling you peace. God is telling you overcome. God is telling you it's already done even though you don't see it. Come on. And that, who are you going to believe? You're going to believe God or are you going to believe your lying eyes? <laughs> Come on, somebody. God is saying stretch your stuff. Stop waiting on God to stretch you. Stop waiting on other people to stretch you. Stop waiting on life to stretch you. You stretch yourself. You stretch yourself. You go for the, the next job up even though you're not qualified for it. Go on and go for the interview. What's it going to hurt? You go for it. You go for it in life. Come on. That person, listen, I know that person over there. You know, that person over there is beautiful. They fine. And, you know, you're not all that beautiful. But you know what? You never know. You got an anointing. You got an anointing. You just might have to go say, well, look, you know, I know, I know you're fine and everything. And, you know, I'm not all that. But, hey, hey, God got me here for you. So, look, if you want your blessing, sometimes you got to stretch yourself. Sometimes you got to stretch yourself. What are they going to say? No, you sit in the same place. Come on. You got to stretch yourself. Here's, here's what happens. Here's why we're afraid. Here's why we're afraid to stretch ourselves, because stretching yourself opens you to the possibility of failure. That's why we're afraid. We're afraid, we're afraid of failing. We're afraid of failure. You know what? Failure is part of life. You know what? I don't even, I don't even agree with the word failure. Here, here's, here's what I think. I think you either overcome and you're successful or you have a learning opportunity. That's all it is. It's just those two things. If you're in the Lord, now, I believe you're in failure if you're just doing stuff on your own. But God is saying, stretch, you stretch yourself. I know that it opens you to the possibility of failure. But here's, here's, what, here's what stretching yourself do. Stretching yourself brings about daily improvement. A little bit every day, you're getting better. When you reach for the unreachable. Come on. Stretching yourself causes you to reach for goals outside of your capacity. I'm not able to do this, but I'm going to reach for it anyway in Jesus' name by the guiding of the Holy Spirit. Come on. I'm going to stretch outside of my capacity. Stretching yourself forces you not to settle. I'm just going to say this. Too many, too many of us have just settled in life. 
And I've got a few years, not, not as many years as some, but a whole lot more years than some others. And I'm going to tell you what I've learned in my years is there's been too many times in God, in, in church, in the word of God, where I have just settled. I have just settled. And you know what? And, and to me, it's just okay. At least I'm not, it's like getting a, it's like buying a mutual fund. You know, it's just okay. I'm not really going to get that much interest, but at least I'm not going to lose that much. And, and God's not called us to that place. He's not called us to, he's taught you to risk everything. Put all your chips in the middle. Come on. You're either going to believe it all or you're not going to believe it all. I say that you, you again, you're either going to believe it all or you're not going to believe at all. Come on. You got God is not, God's not wishy-washy. God's not lukewarm. God's not in the middle. He says you're either over here or you're over there. You're either for me or you're against me. Come on. He's looking for some people to be for him. He says, enlarge this place. It means to accept the gifts that God has given you. Let me just tell you, I was, we were with some, some folks the other day. I was interviewing a lady who just wrote a book, my sister-in-law, in fact. My wife and I were talking with her, and we were doing some things and, and talking, and we began to talk about, uh, you know, doing missionary work and different things in the church and what she's planning on doing. And uh, we began to talk about us going uh, to overseas and India and all these places. And, I, you know, I began to say, you know, I, I just don't feel qualified to do uh, some of this stuff. I mean, how did I uh, end up doing this? And we, you start in church in the Philippines and, you know, going to India and going to all these places. I started thinking about all the places I've been in life uh, with God, uh, from Romania to Haiti to the Philippines to Fiji to wherever. Now we're going to India and maybe South Africa and all these other places. I'm thinking, Lord, you know what? Honestly, how, who am I? I mean, I, I, I'm not the greatest speaker. I mean, I'm not the greatest studier. And she said, she didn't say this word, but she basically said this, shut up, shut up, shut up. And just accept the gift that God, you going, ain't you? You doing it? Well, then God must have called you to it. You must have the gift. And I think a lot of us are that way. We just don't accept the gift. Now, it's not about being braggadocious. You know, it's not thinking of ourselves more highly than we are because we give all glory to God. It all goes to him wherever we are in life. All of the glory, glory, praise Jesus. It all goes to him. And so as long as we remember that, we can accept the gifts that God has given us. Accept it. Come on, you are valuable, you are somebody, you are anointed, you, God is your peace. You know what the word says? It said, listen, your maker is your husband. The one, that, the, God, the one that made you and formed you to rule over you is actually your husband, the one who's going to love you and take care of you. This is who I believe. This is who I believe. And so God is telling us this morning to enlarge this place, enlarge the site of your tent, make, and make room. Let me just give this to you, and I'll be done. In, in, it says in verse 2 and 3 in the NIV, it said, enlarge the place of your tent, stretch your curtains wide. And down in the, in the New King James, it said, enlarge the place of your tent, and let them stretch out the curtains of your dwelling. Do not Spare. Come on. Give me that, Angie. Those scriptures down there on the last slide. Enlarge the place of your tent. Uh, in, the, in, in, the, in, in the NK NKJV, it says, let them stretch out. Do not spare. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Come on. In the NLT, the New Living Version, it says, enlarge your house. Look, build an addition. Build an addition. Build another one. Spread out your home. Spare no expense, for you will soon be bursting at the seams. Can I tell you, get ready this morning. 
you will soon be bursting at the seams. Your descendants will occupy other nations and resettle the ruined cities. In the Good News translation, it put it this way. It said, make the tent you live in larger. Make it larger. Lengthen its ropes. Strengthen the pegs. You will extend your boundaries on all sides. Your people will get the land that the other nations now occupy. There's some demons where you're supposed to be. There's some devils. Come on. Where are you supposed to be? They, they, right now they got your land, but he's telling you, look, enlarge your territory. You're going to take that back. And then finally in the Amplified, it says, enlarge the side of your tent to make room for more children. You know what children are? They're fruit. Come on, it's the fruit. It's the fruit of your womb. It's fruit. You need to make, God's not going to pour out some more fruit if your bowl is already full. You need a bigger bowl. Some of y'all need a bigger bowl. Come on, you need to go in the, you need to go in that lazy Susan or wherever it is under the sink and look and see, don't you must have a bigger bowl or something. If you don't get a mop bucket or get something, you need something bigger. You need something bigger in your life. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Do not spare them. Lengthen your tent ropes and make your pegs and your stakes firm in the ground. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. And your descendants will take possession of nations and will inhabit the deserted cities. I'm going to say this to you one more time. Get ready. If you believe that this morning, give the Lord some praise. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready.